<laughs> Welcome to Money Making Conversations. I'm your host, Rashawn McDonald. Each Money Making Conversation talk show is about entrepreneurship and entertainment. I provide the consumer and business owner access to celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. The Money Making Conversations interviews provide relatable information to the listener about career and financial planning, entrepreneurship, motivation, leadership, overcoming the odds, and how to live a balanced life. My next guest is a writer, director, film, and TV star. He currently appears in CBS The Good Fight, which is a sequel to The Good Wife, which has been renewed for a fifth season on CBS All Access, which is CBS streaming service. He's an educated man with an honorary uh, doctorate in arts and uh, humanities from uh, Virginia Union Wow, an honorary doctorate in arts and humanities for Virginia Union University, a BFA degree from cum laude from San Francisco State University, and a master's of fine arts from New York University. You have seen him play prominent roles in three Spike Lee, Spike Lee films: Malcolm X, Crooklyn, Clockers. Plus other movies like Get Shorty, The Sight of House Rules, Gone in 60 Seconds, and one of my favorite, Ransom. He'll be next seen in Spike Lee's new Netflix film, The Five Bloods, that premieres Friday, June 12th. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation, Daryl Lindo. How you doing, sir? I'm doing well, brother. How are you? Where you at right now? Uh, I'm in Northern California. Awesome, awesome. Um, I want to get started with this. First of all, I saw the movie, and um, I just want to compliment you on this um, this role. Uh, when you get a script like this, sir, what uh, are there any expectations? Because um, you have outstanding monologues in it. It's a tortured soul character. Uh, doesn't have a relationship with the son in the care in the movie. Talk, tell us about this script when it was, when you received it, and as it developed along the way. We're talking about the script, The Five Bloods, which will premiere. Friday, June twelfth, on Netflix. Um, when I received the script, it was clear to me that it was a very rich. Yes, sir. Uh, um, I was, uh, I was, I felt real good about the fact that Spike had called me and, and just asked me, uh, offered me uh, uh, the part in the film. Mm -hmm. um, it was one stumbling block that I had when I first read the script, which was. Um, that the character is such an ardent uh, Trump supporter. Right. Uh, mm -hmm. I am not a mm -hmm. Trump supporter. Mm -hmm. It was a little bit of a stumbling block, but we got over that. I read the script uh, an additional two or three times, and I rationalized in my head how and why um, the character of Paul that I'm playing in the film um, could arrive at a place where he feels compelled to, to, to vote for this uh, person. Um, larger than that for me, um, equally if not more important than that for me is the fact that the more that when I read the script the first two or three times, it became really clear to me that Paul is a very large, tragic character. Right. You mentioned him being a tortured soul, mm -hmm. and my interpretation was that he is a um, a tragic character in the same way that a lot of Shakespeare's tragic characters, the, the, the Hamlets and the Macbeths and the Othellos and um, any of those kinds of characters, or, or the larger characters from August Wilson, Harold mm -hmm. Loomis. Right. Um, and I related to Paul as being a tragic, a large tragic character, and that was really interesting to me um, as an actor to kind of investigate that. 
And so uh, I called Spike back and I said, yeah, I'd love to do this and, uh, and I'm in. And to your question of how, how it was working um, on, on, on the film, it was, um, it was extraordinary. Mm-hmm. Um, it, we had the, the, the five of us, and I'm including, I'm including Chadwick in this. Right. We had a real rich, rich bond. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I say the five of us, I'm speaking about um, Clark Peters, Isaiah Whitlock Jr., right. Norm Lewis, uh, Jonathan and and uh, and Chadwick, we had a really we formed a really really good bond, and and the bond that we had off screen um, found its way into the work that we were doing in front of the camera. So overall, it was just a very very rich, enriching, and deeply gratifying experience. Well, you know, I, I when I watched the movie, uh, first of all, it felt like a history lesson to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was really, Absolutely. which was really great, you know, to understand that because the Vietnam Vietnam War was was about history and how a lot how Africans were treated, African Americans were treated, and how that era was being dealt with, both stateside and when you were over there fighting for a war that you had no 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 what I say no beef in. And so, how, right. how, how what was your right. take on that when you started? Even when uh, Chadwick Boseman, how how he worked the dialogue. I'm talking about Spike Lee into his character, which was Storm and Norman. When you guys were talking, and it really was brilliantly the way it was. Uh, it was it was articulated in the script. Give me your feedback on that, sir. Um, you know, this was um a really well articulated, as you say, um. Story. Yes, I it felt, was. I felt it cleanly uh, and sharply um, articulated, just in terms of the script that we had to work mm-hmm. with. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, the work that we put in, I'd like to believe, further sharpened um, the message. Um, what I had done in in preparation for for doing this work, I had spoken with a number of Vietnam vets. Right. Um, first two that I spoke with were my cousins. I have two cousins who were uh, in Nam, mm-hmm. uh, both of whom uh, suffered suffered with PTSD. Right. Uh, one of my cousins more acutely than the other, mm-hmm. but they, they shared a lot of their experiences with me. And then I. Um, Additionally, spoke with, I think, five, uh, four additional Vietnam vets. And then I spoke with uh, a, a lady, a major who had been in Iraq. And she spoke with me mm-hmm. at length about her um, experiences with PTSD. So going into the film, I felt that I had a really good foundation to start working. And as we worked, when when you mentioned some of the monologues that Chadwick had, right. and the fact that he's he's articulating really clearly from a from a socio political and cultural point of view, thank you. That we had no business being there, mm-hmm. and this and Chadwick's um, uh, character, Storm and Norm, mm-hmm. is a man who is attempting to uh, exact a measure of um, what's the word. I don't want to give the plot away, but if we're going to be there right. fighting right. this war, we're going to get something out of it for ourselves and more importantly for our people. There you go. And that is a central uh, tenet, a central component 
of, of what this story is. And so to your question about how it felt working on it, um, it felt, it felt right. It felt, you know, there's, there's something that is really extraordinary for an actor, and that is when you're working on material that you believe in. And I believed in this material. <clears throat> I believed in what we were doing as a unit. Um, and I think all of us did. And certainly I believed in Spike's ambition to tell this story in the way that he did. So to your question about how I felt about, you know, um, Chadwick's monologues, right. they just felt right. It did. They felt and our job then was to present those words in as um, dramatically compelling a way as we could. Cool. Uh, I'm talking to my man, uh, Daryl Orlando, one of the stars of The Five Bloods. It premieres Friday, June 12th on Netflix. The Five Bloods is about a movie about five guys who served together in Vietnam, but it's also a movie about black history, which we just talked about. It plays out like a reunion movie, but there are, it's really also a treasure hunting movie too, correct? Sure, that's right. Uh, and I think one of the, one of, and, and again, without giving the plot away too Absolutely. much, mm -hmm. I think one of the um, real positive components of this story is that it kind of crosses a number of genres, right? Mm -hmm. You mentioned the treasure hunt. You mentioned the, um, the fact that it's, it's, there are historical components that we're addressing in the film. For myself, I also think of the film uh, as a love story between these five men. Yes, it is. These five brothers have a connection, a deep, 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 deep connection. And out of that connection, they are compelled um, to go back and, and, and set the record straight. Um, so, you know, it, it, it covers a number of different genres. Um, Ultimately, though, I, in my own personal opinion, I think it's a love story between these these guys. And and, and with regard to the historical component, right. one of the most one of the critically important components and aspects of this film is the fact that you have these five cats right. who are front and center in this quote unquote um, war, um, this conflict um, related story because uh -huh. because. Because of the fact that it's set squarely in the center of the Vietnam War, right? Um, it's just amazing. It's amazing. It's story amazing. is being told from their point of view, and that rarely, rarely happens. Almost never happens. You know the thing. I, the thing I wanted to make a comment. That's another on. reason why I think important. It's, sorry, it's, go ahead. Go it's, ahead. It's, it's, it's important what you're saying, and it's important the fact that. I've, I've been fortunate to see you in a lot of great roles. You know, you have a brilliant mm. career. I will tell you what I saw you do in this movie, the monologues you was delivering dead on into this, into this, into the camera was this incredible acting. And I, I pray that I see you rewarded for your acting effort in this movie. It was that good. Deroy. It was that good. Fantastic. I uh, the, and that's why I say it was a tortured soul to me because of the fact that, you know, the relationship that you couldn't understand with your son, 
you know, and, and we, we learn about that. You know, the problem that you was coming back into a country that you didn't feel comfortable about. You know, even though there was love, there was still a disconnect between you and your boys. And they kept trying to wrap their arms around you. And we later on find out why you are emotionally distraught like the way you are. But the journey, can you can you get, uh, get a little bit more detail about that journey? Because I'm not an actor. All I can do is just watch great moments on screen. And when I saw you take all these levels, these anger, anger levels, these happy levels, like the nightclub scene when you were dancing, I'm going to tell you something. I already told Clark he couldn't dance. I told, I told <laughs> Isaiah, anybody doing the funky chicken in a movie can't dance. I'm just going to tell you that right there now. Darryl. You can't you're doing the funky chicken. You can't dance. And then uh, yeah. Isaiah, he was trying to be cool. But of all the brothers who had their act together, Darryl, it was you. You had the smooth, right. you was on the left-hand side, you were smoothing it up on that Marvin Gaye song. I said, my man, that's him right there. It was those fun moments in a movie that showed me the love that you were talking about that played throughout each moment in the movie. Even when you were emotionally distraught, they still came to your rescue trying to understand what's wrong. What's wrong? Let us in, brother. Let us in, brother. That's why I was just saying. It just it it take it took a moment for you to wrap your head around each scene, or you just or you just took each the character I'm gonna play and just stay in character the whole time. Can you talk to us about that? Um, yeah, B before I speak to that, I just wanted to say something about because you've mentioned it a, a couple times the uh, the relationship between myself and my son, played by Jonathan. What was gratifying right. about um, investigating that relationship in the film? Is the fact clearly, as you as you accurately mentioned, clearly there's a lot of tension um, between uh, myself and my son. However, what was what was what was um, rewarding for me, affirming, is the fact that fundamentally there is love there between these two men, myself and my son, mm -hmm. and even though it it was a, a very, very um, fraught relationship. Um, what was, what made it, what made it interesting to, to work on in the film um, is the fact that it was clear to me that there was love there. Right. And that conflict between the love and the, and the lack of love and the, and, the, and the dislike and the frustration felt very, very human and very real to mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. And that made it um, rich to, uh, to work on in the film. Um, with re what was your original question? Because I, I kind of veered well, off. You well, asked, you no, asked no, it, was, it was great, but I wanted, I wanted to go to another moment because you've answered my question. It was the moment okay. where, because I was talking to the guys and it was we were just talking about your acting. And it was, a, it was a, I mean, I'm not giving away the movie. When you walked off from the guys, you know, the moment when you walked out, walked off. Yeah, they yeah. say mm -hmm. a storm, mm -hmm. they say a storm suddenly reared his ugly head in that moment, but you had to stay in character and and, 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 and play it out. Do you, can you explain to me exactly what they were talking about? What? Uh, oh, you're saying this is what the other two actors referenced. Is that yes, what sir. you're saying, that moment? Yes, sir. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, when you so walked let off. Let me just say this. Let me just say this about that, about that, that moment in the film. That was, a, that was a straight up gift from God. And what I mean by that is that as I was walking away from 
um, from uh, my compadres in the film. Mm -hmm. Literally, man, the sky opened up and there was a storm. Right. It started to storm. It started, I mean, the sky, and it just started torrential, torrential rain. The wind was kicking up. And we played through that, right? Right. And kudos to kudos to the sound engineer because he got <laughs> he got, he got it mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. he, he um able to record all the dialogue that was going on as i was walking away from them mm -hmm. but the fact that there was this added dimension of the sky opening up and the, the fact that the scene ended up playing out in a storm right that spike and all the technical crew captured on film right felt to me that the, that the film was anointed, man. When, we, when he said, when Spike finally said, cut, and I walked back toward, toward Spike, and Spike had this huge grin on his face. He was jumping up and down. I love it. Uh, love it. Love uh, it. And, I, and it felt, it just felt right. And I didn't say this to him in the moment, mm -hmm. but internally I was feeling that was an anointed moment. It was. Because we could not have, and for that, we could not have planned for the storm to start right at the end of that scene. Right? Well, but well, the fact that it did, that storm did start right at the end of the scene, for me, was indicative of the fact that this work was anointed. And having seen the film, right. um, I still feel that the work is anointed. I'm, I'm going to tell you something. Uh, when I... Because, you know, I, I got a huge background in television and film and producing and all that. So and I'm, so I'm watching this scene, right? And I'm with my wife. I'm going, how they getting that rain like that? How that? I, I how, hear you. How, it was a complete, how? it was what we call, it's what we call a happy accident, man. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out where the water truck is. I'm trying to figure out how did they drop this water like this? I'm going, and you yeah. in it? And I'm like, wow. That was a blessing, man, because you stayed in the moment, though, Daryl. You stayed in it. No, we all did. We all did. And and one of the things that really that really astounded me was the fact that the sound the sound guy right um, he captured it. He mm -hmm. got it mm -hmm. somehow. Um, and this is an, this is a test. This has got to be a, a, a testament to his skill level. Right. He was able to set the, the, the audio balance in such a way that the fact that it was storming and raining and the wind was kicking up, and he still was able to get um, he still was able to get the um, the audio quality. Now, I, you know that was a scene that I did have to go into the studio and do ADR. You know, I, I had to re-record that tail end of the scene. Right. But still, when I first saw it on production he had captured it and you know um it was just anointed man it was i was an, gonna let you know an, an, an expert i didn't catch it didn't see the didn't see any of that all i uh, i heard right. it it was played that uh, you know the thing about i'm very i'm really first of all thank you for being on the call with me because when you see a project you get to get into the mind of an actor it's kind of like an acting class that i and then i can't act so so anybody who's listening to this really should gather some nuggets about how to do it right talking to, to talking to all three of you guys today has been a blessing of four over four decades of acting and directing and writing skills are being played out in a movie of this caliber you know and i just want to let everybody i'm talking about I'm talking about it. It was the Five Bloods consisted of Storm and Norm, which was played by he will always be the Black Panther, Chadwick Boseman. You have Paul played by Delroy Lindo. That's who I'm speaking to right now. Eddie was played by Norm Lewis. Otis was Clark Peters. Melvin was Isaiah Wash Isaiah Whitlock Jr. And then you have Paul's son played by Johnny Majors. And so when I 
Jonathan Major, excuse me, because, you know, the thing about it is that when I when I look at an an individual like you and we do bodies of work and I'm just going to be complimentary here and because Spike Lee said in the article that, you know, I didn't have a CGI budget to make the guys look younger in the flashback scenes. And I and I told the guys earlier, whenever I think about my past, I only only see the people that I see which are always younger. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. so that means that I'm, I'm still my age when I'm looking, when I'm thinking about that moment. And so you sure. could, the acting that you guys were doing was so fantastic. I, I, if you guys would have been made younger, I'd have got caught up into, Oh, he doesn't look like that. Oh, they did that. They, because you guys I, stayed your age and stayed the moment and stayed the emotion. It carried the scenes through for me. And the reality stayed reality. And so I, I want to really, just let you I guys. Really and, that's a very good point. That's a, that's actually that's a great point because have we been you know de-aged, you would have been looking at the um, the, the, the technical aspect of how it happened and perhaps would have been taken out of the story. So I think this, I think that's a great point, and, I, and I'll, I'll tell you that in terms of playing the scene, yes, sir. Um, First of all, reading it in the script and then playing the scenes, it did not make any difference that there was this apparent age difference because mm-hmm. in playing the truth of the scene not of the scenes with Chadwick those flat in those flashback scenes right. as far as I'm concerned none of us um, none of us uh, missed the beat and it was just about playing the truth of the scene and, and, and I want to say this too and it goes back to when you say the love story because the love that that Storm and Norm had, that's Chadwick's character, for you guys as a leader, the the best damn soldier that ever lived in the Vietnam War. That's what he was proclaimed. And and he held you guys. He was the glue that held you guys together. The guy that told you you were going to get back. That told you, you know, mm-hmm. we deserve our own level of reparations here. You know, and Amen. right, and and it, it it was that journey of conversation, that journey of the hand slapping. Let's talk. Don't forget that that people think started now when they look at the NBA and LeBron and them doing all those multi levels of hand slapping. Didn't know that started back there with us. Okay, didn't didn't right. know that that was something that was not something new. The last five years they've been seeing on in the NBA on a regular basis. That's the that's what I'm talking about. I I appreciate the time you taken for me taking with me to do this interview because. I'm talking to history. That's you, my friend. I hope history blesses you with Oscar nominations, SAG Award nominations. All the nominations that are available in the fall should come your way. The monologues you were doing dead end on, on those, and those straight to the camera, I'm telling you, Mr. Lindo, were brilliant. They were brilliant. Thank you. The fact Thank that you, you was able to that. hold character, now that I know that wasn't fake rain coming down on you, I'm even more blessed no, no, no. by what I see. <laughs> that was real. Thank and, you so much, man. I really appreciate uh, it. I appreciate you. And stay safe and uh, and during these pandemic times. And I'm a, my prayers go out for you. And good luck, okay? June 12th, the Fly Bloods. God bless you. Thank you. So much, man. Take mm-hmm. If you want to hear more Money Making Conversation interviews, please go to moneymakingconversation.com. I'm Rashawn McDonald. I'm your host.